Okay, I think I got the intro down now. Oh, okay, let's see. All right. Oh, I started. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, hello, and how's it going? It is her to she does me to sign millennia decade. And I'm Alex with an I, and this is Cafe Gun Glitter. <laughs> yeah, you got it. I got it. I never heard that song. Don Francisco. Oh, I forgot about that dude. Memory unlocked. Oh wait, is he still alive? No, huh? Oh my god, he passed <laughs> away, didn't he? No, he didn't. Are you sure? He's German. I know, but <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about if he's alive. Yeah, I've been doing great. How are you? <laughs> So today's topic is, drumroll please, parents, parents, all kinds, all colors, all flavors. What about parents? I don't know. I'm interested in hearing the story of your parents and how they, how they came here to the U.S. What makes you think they're not from here? Are you assuming my ethnicity? (laughs) I think it's the giant Mexican (laughs) flag in the background. I was watching a a YouTube video recently and they were interviewing their family members. And I was like, oh, that's nice. Cause yeah, I feel everybody has a story. And then when she got to her mom, her mom was sharing all her trials and um, the the difficult journey coming here to the US. And I was like, you know what? There's a lot of parents out there whose stories are not shared. And um, yeah, how whatever our relationship with them may be, it's like they went through it, you know. It's always something bad. <laughs> it's always something kind of like, oh, I was running away from something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom's always been pretty open about her story. Um, I mean, so much so that she, I think we've talked a little bit about maybe she may not be well in her mental health, but um, I can understand why now as an adult um she was very young and um her her father came to the u.s on him on his own right to find a better life left uh her and my grandma and i think my aunts over there in mexico um she's from zacatecas so yeah she was being abused by her stepdad all her since she was like six years old um you know, a lot of sexual abuse. And I think when she got to her teens, she was like, I need to get out of here. Um, I think she finally realized this is bad. And that's the thing about, unfortunately in our, in our culture is that they, my grandma knew and she didn't do anything, you know? So, um, they're real quick to hide the predator, you know, but yeah, she, she ran away when she was 16. Uh, she came to the U.S. She 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 took off because she was like, I don't want to get pregnant. Even though there's speculation that she was already. Anyway, another story. Um, so my mom left. And she was out in the streets for a while. Um, so she was homeless in the streets for a while. I don't know how she got out, but she got a job. She got a roommate. 
yeah she had me at the age of 17 a month later she turned 18 um with my dad and they weren't really in a relationship yet it was kind of like you know i don't know what it was but um and then i was born and then she was so uneducated to the point where she didn't even know how to care for me she didn't even know that she could feed me like or like chest feed me right she didn't even know um that's how uneducated she didn't know about anything like that stuff they didn't talk about it yeah that just reminded me that like my mom had shared uh, my mom is from el salvador and when she was um over there she had to drop out of school at a very early elementary school to take care of her sister while her mom worked my grandma and eventually when she became pregnant she was young she was a teenager and of course there's no sex education no you know we're very um lucky to have that now these open conversations about sex stis and all these things but back then there was none of it and it was all left for speculation or their imagination my mom when she was pregnant she said that she thought that she could puke the baby out like that's how like unaware and young she was i don't know what it was for the men my mom's always been very open about like i didn't know anything but the men it might be a different story from my experience what i've seen is like men are just treated like yeah the more girlfriends he has the better the oh yeah he has kids everywhere like it's kind of like a source of mm -hmm. and now that i think about it too i mean the men they're they're messing around with all these people they there's probably like stis and stuff going on that they're unaware of and and my parents went through that um, you know, because my dad was having fun, <laughs> he was doing his thing. Um, you know, so yeah, they were they were in somewhat of a relationship, but not really. So when growing up, situation, something like that at the time, yeah. Um, growing up, my parents were never really together. They were like off and on. They were like seeing other people. It was a mess to me. In my childhood, I can tell you, like my parents were never together. They're like never together. There was a lot of physical abuse, you know, verbal abuse within each other. Um, but yeah, my I think my mom just didn't know what a healthy relationship was. Yeah, I think it goes back to that too. Like people are just unaware and uneducated, just making their way through life, you know, without the tools, without guidance. And sometimes we're like, my mom and dad um, hurt me because of A, B, and C, which is valid. It doesn't excuse the behavior, but it explains it. You're like, oh, it happened because of all of this. I, when people say that, it makes me so mad. Not mad. <laughs> no, not oh mad. But when people are always like, oh, I'm like that because my mom was awful to me. And I'm like, you're 50 something years old. And you're still blaming your mom honestly i have like oh i have people God. in my family who are in their 50s and they're still talk about unresolved trauma or unresolved issues like how can you be that mad about something that happened when you were 10 i understand it like there's we're human and there's stuff that just marks us but there comes a point like your whole life i think it's i was yeah i i just it's it doesn't make sense to me because Okay, maybe because I grew up and I was like, okay, like I got to figure stuff out mm-hmm. on my own, right? Nobody, nobody can help me. Nobody, I don't know where to go. Nobody to guide me. I had to make up 
you know what what being a man was right to myself so and it just the accountability piece that adults don't have is is mind-blowing to me because i was i just i'm just like dude you're even 25 30 whatever the case and you're still mad about the way your dad treated you like when are you gonna go to therapy right there's (laughs) and 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 deal with it like deal with those feelings um or talk to your parents or even if you don't want to talk to them like figure it out yourself like like i don't i don't want to like put names out there but i know of people in the family who are well into their 50s and they're like you hurt me when i was a kid and they're and they're still asking for things they're asking for money from their parents because they hurt them and i'm like like there comes a point when you when you have to come to terms i don't know something i think it's the resiliency piece and we talk about it all the time right learning resiliency and then learning accountability and i was watching something that i i heard i heard a celebrity say but they were talking about what it means to be uh or when do you know you're a man or something like that right but i think this applies to people in general but you know when when you can hold yourself accountable for things that's when you become responsible that's when you become an adult um, when you're able to keep yourself accountable and be responsible about things and i think your mental health and your feelings and your emotions are your own you can't blame other people for them you can blame them for hurting you but if you wallow in it and you sit in it that's on you and then i don't want to dismiss like traumatic situations that may have happened because of course there's nuance there's there's things that maybe you're thinking of one thing i'm thinking of another and you never know what people go through you lost train of thought choo-choo yeah (laughs) there it goes so like my mom just wasn't she couldn't even be she couldn't even hold herself accountable for some of her mistakes and so when i was a kid it was like i that's why i was on on my own like you know she couldn't she couldn't even take care of herself let alone take care of me another human being she fed me we had a place to stay that was the basic needs were met but kids need other needs too my dad's been very open about being like hey i couldn't stay because of your mom like she drove me crazy and i'm like i know i i was there i remember um and that's one of the reasons why i also kind of parted from her because i i couldn't take it anymore it was very but but i also realized that it's all it's because of her trauma like i so i don't like i'm not mad at her anymore and i'm like i understand that you went through all this stuff and at what point are you gonna deal with it you know i guess moving forward could be coming to terms with what happened and being okay with it and still acknowledging it it's not a matter of forgetting about it and leaving it in the past and not talking about it anymore because when you ignore something what happens it goes back oh okay (laughs) (laughs) what were you gonna say (laughs) it comes back it comes back in other ways and we talk about it all the time but yeah and i think i think our parents didn't have that 
they just didn't have those conversations everything was ignored everything was like no we don't talk about it or no that didn't happen they were just focused with making it to the next day because i remember that my mom in el salvador when she grew up they were poor and um my well it all started with the matriarch my great grandma she had her husband and everything was okay-ish he was murdered and then that forced my great grandma to start working and she was hustling doing everything she was she learned how to sew she would cook she would sell tortillas she would work in the fields and she would provide for the entire family like five six kids and sometimes all she had to give them was like balls of masa what do you call masa flour with a little bit of salt you know and and like everybody eat a little bit um it was rough for them and why am i saying this <laughs> what was i saying you're talking about the struggles yeah oh okay and that's like that was their reality they were just trying to make it day by day mental health or or healing or like healthy conversations were like not even at the bottom of the barrel they weren't even in the barrel like how our generation millennials i think are doing a really good job at being like no we're not doing that no more breaking we're cycles talk- yeah we're talking about it we're we're my our kid is not going to come out like that our kid is we're I'm, we're going to talk about it because i don't have any kids right but i have, have Debo max, max Carranza. i have Debo max yes Debo max Carranza. um and two chickens <laughs> two chickens no i have uh my niece and my nephew now and and my niece i'm very very open with her and we talk about different things and i bring things up to her and my sister her mom has been very open to letting me be kind of a third parent mm-hmm. to her i mean i was there when she was born and everything and i don't want my niece to think like oh i can't talk about that and let me just say alex does an amazing job with his niece like a dad what a daddy <laughs> total dad energy he um i mean if every kid had an alex in their life like it would be amazing yeah but we, we i mean we talked a little bit about my parents and how that was hard or how why they came over here why why did your parents um well my mom she's from El Salvador mm-hmm. and I, as I mentioned, so she grew up in her area was very poor, uh, violent. She She's like, yeah, um, sometimes they'd be like, hey, there's a dead body over by the river. Let's go look at it. And they go and like poke at it with a stick and look at it. During the the, the war, um, her male um, like relatives had to hide in the roofs because the soldiers would come and like take the kids to make them go oh. um so it it was like that and then eventually she got with this guy and that guy um was super abusive he was not nice and would bring other women make my mom go outside the house and wait while he messed around with them and then um just humiliate her and then eventually my mom got pregnant with two kids and like we mentioned um they don't know anything about safe sex or or anything like that so to her she's like oh i'm pregnant and eventually after the second child um he abused her broke her arm and then she was like i can't i don't want to raise my kids in this environment so i need to go to you know the us and then she ended up coming with my aunt my favorite aunt and my only aunt 
and um, my aunt was a child and that's a whole nother experience there she started she grew up over there up until like 11 i think or seven and then came over here and had to learn the language adapt into elementary school got bullied got called a beaner even though she weren't even from I mean, <laughs> and then um and then my mom had to learn the language start working and her purpose was to or her what she was trying to do was save money to be able to bring her kids over legally um and that's that's what she spent the time doing up until she met my dad and then i ended up happening like bob ross would say a happy little accident and um but yeah and then my dad he came here because well long story short my dad went to school he, he was educated over there um and he would come to the u.s eventually he met my mom they had me and then he just stayed here and started working and that, that's kind of how that happened snaps <laughs> yeah i think my dad i think he just came over here for a better life i don't think he was running from anything i think unfortunately it happens to women more or female presenting individuals where they have to run from something um and that's just sad i mean even now even now it's still well, you know what my dad ran away from? He ran away from agriculture because his family was all about agriculture. And he's like, I don't want to get my hands dirty. That's Jordy. That's my other. Bro. They're the same. And my dad was like, no, I like ABBA man. and I like disco. So I'm going to go to the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he's he's a total like office business. Yeah, he's super smart. And there's a whole story to, to him, too. But, you know, for privacy issues and stuff, I don't want to mention. But he had his hardships, too and it's rough for people who immigrate and then have they're expected to perform at the same level as people that are born here but they don't have all those all the tools other people have more advantages they speak the language and on top of that there's racism and there's hurdles and there's it's hard yeah some people don't realize some of the doors that they had open for them and and a lot of the times people who or even our generation right our generation like oh we all had the same you know opportunities and it's like no we didn't um you know yeah there's some people who are straight up if you want a better life work for it there's no excuse the language this that no excuse it's like some people do have valid excuses or reasons or stuff that's going on and or they don't have the resiliency to 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 go on ahead and and do that i just i'm glad that my parents didn't stick together because it would have been worse i i would have seen more abuse more verbal abuse more physical abuse i would have seen more um of that and i i don't think i would have been able to i don't know i guess become what i thought was going to be because i didn't have anybody to look at and be like oh that's a good person that's that's what i want to look at that's how i want to be there was bits and pieces of my parents that I liked. Debo with this toy. If they were stuck together, I think I would have been more fucked up than. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think you're right. Now that I think about it, there's a lot of people in my family or people that I know that have that situation going on, 
and it's a lot more detrimental to the child because it's giving them also um, this perception that that's what love is or what a healthy home should be. So when someone comes along that does give them or offers them something healthy to them, they're not going to recognize it as that because that's not what they grew up with or what they're used to. Yeah. But that's a whole nother episode. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, I think we talked a little bit about our parents and why they came over here. Trauma. Um, and how it was hard for them to navigate here, right? They didn't know the language. My mom still struggles with it. Um, work opportunities work opportunities obviously you can't always work if you aren't documented and even if you can even if you work here when you're undocumented you're not going to have the opportunities the money the benefits and you're always going to be fearing too yeah you know how many times we were like don't go to walmart ice is over there oh don't get me started about ice <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't get me started. yeah no and sometimes they did have to give up some of their life mm. um so i do i do respect that and at the same time it's like ah, like fuck like it sucked for me like i know you were struggling but it also sucked for me and you know what i think it would be different if both parties acknowledged you know like what we went through i recognize i hurt you that wasn't my intention i did the best i could at the time but please let's work on building something new i love you and accept you as you are now that would be different but if they're stuck in their old ways that's where it's hard that and, and that's how my dad is where you, first, which one the first one where he's like oh like it's, okay because i was about yeah. to <laughs> no and he's like no let's work on something now mm -hmm. that's how my dad is yeah he's a nice guy he is it's the Carranza with the green <laughs> eyes and the chickens. My dad does have he has, he does have green eyes. They're like green. Alex green. always says that his dad like that that his dad. People always say he's handsome, but I think Alex is handsome. <laughs> my grandma thinks Alex is handsome. Your grandma does think that, and so does my mom. Yeah, yeah. Everybody know. thinks they're handsome. Oh. Look at him blushing. Let's move on. <laughs> so. Yeah, thank you for joining us on this second episode of Café con Glitter. I had so much fun delving into this topic with you. Yeah, catch us again pretty soon. Don't forget to follow our social medias. You can follow me at Millennia Decade. And you can follow me at Alex with an I 91 spelled out. Alex with an I. Period. <laughs> and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Yeah, thank you so we'll much for tuning soon. in. Bye.